Well, well there, Andrew. What up, dog? <laughs> it's gonna be a fun show today, buddy. We've got a guest. We do. In in the in the, uh, the AK Swish Studios. We do. Yeah. I don't even know if he actually listens to the to the podcast. Do you actually listen, Anthony? Yeah, sometimes. Some, oh, sometimes. Okay. Well, I'm glad we can sometimes get into your free time, you jerk off. All right, so... Uh, He's sometimes... We're sometimes important. All right, so I have a... Uh, <laughs> where is it? I found, I found a dad joke I wanted to tell you. That uh, That's pretty good. You'll that's like why he one. doesn't listen. You'll, uh, <laughs> that's the best part. It's the opening. Uh, all right, so... Are you ready? Yeah, I'm listening. This, dad this is more of like an all-deaf digital dad joke that they would tell. All right. All right. That's exactly one of their jokes I'm going to know. All, All right, right, keep going. All right. So, well, it's not directly from them, but why can't a nose be 12 inches long? I don't know. So, why can't a nose be 12 inches long? I don't know. You don't know? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Because then it would be a foot. That wasn't that funny. Come on, you're smiling. Yeah, because it wasn't funny. It you was your just... damn webcam set up, people would see you smiling at that. Oh, my God. I thought it was good. Was that good? Was good. I'm not, like, again, I'm trying to build up towards something positive here, you know? Like, it's it's it's, it's going to start slow, kind of like the Indians this past year, and it's going to work its way up to where it is now, tied for the division lead or one game back, whatever you want. I don't know. You're hearing this on Monday, so they could be tied again. I have no idea how Sunday's going to go, but I thought that was good. I thought it was a good dad joke. It was all right. It was, it was a solid start. To what should be a very interesting episode. <laughs> Let's see where this goes in the future. Right? I'll give you guys a hint. Butt sweat. Stay tuned. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. This is the AK Swish Podcast. In case you're wondering, we pause so I can edit this easier. My eye itches. Oh, we're good to go. Right, Andrew has pink eye and welcome to episode 23 of the AK Swish Podcast. Of course, on the Anchor app, I want to thank our sponsors at Spotify as well, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. And always go to the Facebook page, just search AK Swish Podcast. Up in that top search bar, you'll find us. Working our way towards 100 followers on the Facebook page. I want to thank you guys for getting on board with that. Of course, I also want to thank a couple different sponsors as well that we've managed to procure out of the Sandusky area. If Andrew wants to uh, throw those out for us really quick. Yeah, Elroy's Italian Deli Market and Scarpetta's Fine Italian on... <laughs> 105 and I 107. I thought you were done. I thought you were done right there. But that was quick. <laughs> on 105 and 107 South French Street, respectively, <clears throat> Fremont, Ohio. Get your fine Italian deli meats and delicatessen meals there, as well as fine Italian dining in an area that did not have that previously. So, boom. It's like what we're doing. You know, we're giving the people what they need. Right, exactly. Whether I they guess. want it or not, we're going to give it to them. It's basically how it is. It's like a like a Jeffrey Epstein case, you know. You're you're, you're going to get it at some point. You just don't know when. Well, not anymore because he's dead. He's not going to get it at all. Yeah, he's no, dead. He got it himself, but uh, that's Hillary Clinton's got a body that, count. That's a that's an episode for a different podcast and a show we're not doing. So we're gonna we're gonna 
talk about this. Let's kind of get into the lead. Uh, we're going to keep it Browns oriented for the first part of this uh, this show because uh, football season is kind of creeping closer and closer. We're now uh, we're going to be heading to week two with the preseason coming up this week, and uh, tell you it looks pretty damn impressive to me. And it was a balls out move the Browns did, and we're going to talk about them in a second here for the uh, the uh, their first preseason game, uh, just a shellacking of the Washington Redskins. But uh, some sour news that come out of Browns camp. Uh, just just a few days ago here with Antonio Callaway uh, getting suspended for four games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. And before Andrew gives his take on this, I want to bring you guys up to speed as well about uh, the situation. This is not apparently correlated to the uh, the gun incident that happened last year. This is a separate incident. Uh, I was confirmed that by uh, someone that works uh, close to the Browns yesterday. I kind of made a few calls because I was curious. I thought if it was the same thing that happened last year and they finally got around to, to dealing with everything, then I would have been... Uh, more partial to him staying on the team. And after learning what I did yesterday, and I want Andrew's take on this too as far as what this guy is, and, and he knows I'm not a big Josh Gordon guy. I, I gave him a lot of chances, and he kept screwing everybody over. And even now with New England, trying to file for reinstatement again is like getting a slap in the face at this point because you're just going to go around three weeks later and get caught with a joint. But still, like for me, this situation with Antonio Callaway is starting to get really, really similar. It, it's He's had problems in college. Gordon had problems in college. A team took a chance on him. Callaway, Callaway on talent alone should have been probably a first or second round pick in the draft, but he went in the fourth round because of what, what his history is. It's concerning to me that, at least for now, he's on the Browns roster. When you have the talent you have, even with behind this guy and, and Derek Willies and, and uh, Jalen Strong, there's some decent fourth options for you as a, as a wide receiver. This isn't like, you know, back when Gordon was on the team where he was the best player <laughs> probably on the entire offense. Now it's, this guy is, is he talented? Hell yeah, of course he is. That's why he's playing in the NFL, but you've got three guys ahead of him, and I'd, I'd argue that Higgins probably is a better overall receiver now, and the chemistry with Higgins and Mayfield maybe a little bit more than than uh, Mayfield and, and Callaway, but still this this is your fourth guy. I mean, and if some team wants to, to trade for him and take a chance on him, by all means. Look what they, look at they flip for Duke Johnson, which we'll talk about shortly too. But I want to get Andrew's take on this because I'm sure that we're going to have conflicting views somehow, some way on this. So I want to give me give me your take on Kelly getting suspended and what the Browns should do now with this guy. Yawn first. Hold on. Mm, nice ASMR oh, launch. Oh, oh, are you tired? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, a, we had an exhausting day. I uh, asserted my dominance in basketball again in the northwestern part of Ohio. You can ask Anthony about that. That was a real thing. Did he put someone? Did he put a titty in someone's mouth? Is that what he did? Is no, that... he smacked a couple threes. No. Five, five to be exact. He, he smacked a couple threes? 11 of our team's 15. We play, I wanted to play to 11, but they made it 15. And they just they're weird out the there, man. They... I don't know. They didn't want to put a hands up. You well, know. no, I played one time with you out there, and it, yeah, well, you want to go to. Well, like... that was Clyde. We went to Fremont, so we went to the park that people play at. The the uh, one park that's in Fremont. Oh uh, no, there's multiple <laughs> parks. There's like a lot of places they play, but this is like the most popular. It's the one they sent with the glass backboards and stuff like that. But getting back on topic, Antonio <clears throat> Callaway is a very talented receiver, and unfortunately, things aren't going in the direction in which we were hoping for with his attitude change and his demeanor change. So noting that he hasn't really gone in the direction that the front office wants and there's depth that we've talked about at the wide receiver position right now, especially you have you have at least three guys starting, three starting caliber, two are superstars, 
you have one starting caliber backup in Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, Callaway was, in my mind, I could see him being a perennial pro bowler. I mean, he played decently, and he showed that he had the talent and the potential to do so. But uh, we don't base everything off of potential, you know? We have to base it based off of how they're going to compose themselves. How are they going to be a part of the Cleveland Browns organization? They're not a part of that organization, and they're not willing to settle down. Then that's why we move forward. We could have Josh Gordon right now. Imagine that. <laughs> we, we Odell have, Beckham Jr., we Jarvis Landry, <clears throat> Josh we, Gordon. We wouldn't have Josh Gordon because he'd be suspended still probably. So, I mean, that, that's it's. But it's that change in demeanor in the way that you're willing to compose yourself to be part of an organization. We've talked about this. I mean, you're make, if someone offered me a million dollars, I'd stop doing whatever they wanted me to do. And so, some people aren't willing to capitalize off that yeah. opportunity and they can't get it through their thick skulls. And Antonio Callaway, <clears throat> I don't know the exact incident and what's causing uh, the violation, but I'll tell you right now that... Oh, marijuana. Mar- that's what I assumed. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. I mean, to try on, to be man. that guy, but... No, I mean, come on. Uh, it's, again, I listen, I'd be the most sober person on the face of the planet if you told me, I'll give you a million dollars not to smoke weed ever just to play football. I'd be like, fuck yeah, brother. Yeah. All over that. We're not even gonna we're not <clears> even <throat> gonna take a chance. But no, I don't have a conflicting view with you. I don't I really don't believe he's I mean, does he deserve a spot on this team? Yes. But does he deserve a spot on this team based off of his actions and the way that he's composing himself? No. It's about and I'm sure Andrew can attest to this too, being manager of, of a of an establishment, just being in charge of people in general. It's about reliability. It's about knowing when you leave these four walls, when you leave this field, whatever the case may be, when you leave this this store, wherever you do that you are not going to put a bad name on that place or yourself. You're going to carry yourself in the right way, especially when you're in the public eye even more like someone who plays a professional sport, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, whatever, tennis, soccer, doesn't matter what sport it is. Part of your job is PR. It's about making sure that you don't get yourself into trouble and paint yourself in a positive light because overall it adds more to your value in the short term and the long term. You mentioned it. Antonio Callaway is a, a, a phenomenally talented receiver, a great deep threat. He can run intermediate routes. He's got quick feet, good hands. He was a big part last year why the Browns were able to turn things around a little bit towards the second half of the season and go whatever, 5-2, five 5-3 and two, five and three over the last seven, eight games and really make some noise towards the uh, towards the end of the year. They were still talking about a playoff spot. With a couple weeks left. When's the last time you heard the Browns talk about playoffs in game 14, 15, or 2006. 16? Yeah, it's been literally 13 years. <laughs> like It's unbelievable. It's been over a decade since they had some serious conversations about making a playoff push. So, I mean, this is... It's, it hurts because of that, but at the same point, you got to know better. And the Browns and John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens have a zero-tolerance policy for this. So they say, I want to see what happens. The next round of cuts... Should be happening shortly. I'm sure that a uh, a trade would be entertained at this point. I don't know what you're going to get for him because he is going to miss four games at least this season. Um, but it's 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 one of those things, man. Where it's it's a pattern too. It's not like it was out of the ordinary or oh, wow, I, this is out of left field. Yeah, like it wasn't. We saw this happen in college. We saw him have issues there with even with I guess there was a credit card scamming thing he was doing and stuff too. It was bad. This is a first-round talent that got taken three rounds later because of his problems he's had. And he's got to get that stuff sorted out, and he's got to get it done quickly. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Josh Gordon was and is currently suspended by the league indefinitely trying to file for reinstatement for the bajillionth time. And who knows what's going to happen. you got teammates in New England talking about Josh Gordon saying, hey, we just hope he finds himself. Screw football. This guy's messed up. Like It's, it's bad. 
You don't want to get to that point. So use that as a, as a lesson here. If, if Antonio Callaway listens to this podcast, I don't know. I doubt yeah, it, but I mean, he probably should. Because I, yeah, this is this is coming we, from two guys that aren't even in your situation, but would love to be in your situation, and and you're just you're you're throwing it away. I mean, honestly, you're throwing away not just your talent, but you're throwing away an opportunity to better yourself and your family on a lesser level. Think about it from us, from our standpoints. I work for a national radio syndicate. You work for a company that you know, prides you're your manager. Yeah. If you go out and get busted for an OVI or something like that, or you, you get caught with a bunch of weed or something, I'm getting fired. I'm done. Yeah. They're not going to put up with that. Same thing probably for you. You're going to get some serious shit's going to come down on you. Yeah, I'm a I'm a face of an organization, yeah. so I can't You can't you can't do those kind of things and expect everything to be okay and oh, well, I apologize. And like this thing with Kareem Hunt too is is like he's really got to get his stuff together because one more slip up and it's 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 water off their back. It might not even be one more slip up. That's the thing. This is this might be it for him, and he doesn't know that yet. But it could they, be. They listen. They don't leak anything out there in Cleveland now, or in, in Berea. They, for some reason, these guys have locked things down, and it, they've done a pretty damn good job of it so far. We had no idea what was going to go on with this, which we're going to kind of shift topics a little bit now to Duke Johnson getting traded for unbelievable value. I don't know how they finagled Houston out of a fourth round pick. Possibly could be a third round pick if things go the Browns' way here. That is. You, you took a third-round pick for the guy. When's yeah. the last time you got a pick in the same round for a guy you drafted that was a later-round pick? That's unbelievable. I mean, unless they were talking about someone that you drafted in the fifth round and ended up being a superstar, like, you know, whatever, and then, you know, <laughs> he pops up and that's where you get a, a higher-round pick for him. But, like, this this is a third-round guy that had pretty good he had a pretty good couple years here, you know, caught the ball extremely well, showed his versatility. Now he's going to Houston. He's, I'm sure he's going to do fine out there. Um, I expect Duke to be a, a pretty solid running back slash slot receiver type receiving running back player for for Houston. Another weapon for Deshaun Watson. So there's that top ten quarterback for me. But and he's got another weapon too now out there, which is it's going to be big for him. But I mean, the the Browns front office is just firing on all cylinders right now. We're going to see how they handle this Callaway thing, but. I mean, with, with the Duke Johnson trade, with getting Odell, with with getting the guys like Richardson and getting guys like Vernon in the trade too, it's it, signing Landry. That's the season before. Like they are, it's 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 almost foreign to see a front office that knows what the hell they're doing. Like, <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? they have the option to do so. That's the thing. You have again. We're going back to what we were saying. Too much talent on a team where you have three capable starting running backs. Duke Johnson. Cream Hunt, Chubb. I will say too, don't sleep on Dontrell Hilliard. He is—he's very Duke Johnson like. Except he, I think he runs the ball a little bit better. The problem is, is too much talent. So really, he didn't want to be here. So, I mean, he knew as soon as they picked up Cream Hunt, he's like, I, I really don't even have a fucking spot on this team if I if I want to like slide over to slot. But then again, we have. At the time, four receivers that could be capable <clears throat> starters but like the, puts the, me in a fifth spot. Don't you want? And I guess he's going to a situation where he has a pretty good chance to win too. So that's the one outlier with this. If you get traded to a spot, if you gave him a list and said, "I want to go to a winning team," that's one thing. But like this team is going to be good. Both of our predictions have them over five hundred. Even yeah. worst case scenario with Andrew, it's nine and seven. Like I'm saying, probably at least ten and six, eleven and five with, with the way they've and and they come out the way they did against Washington. How do you call a team? And say, hey, just so you guys know, we're going to come out. We're going to run a two-minute offense. We want Baker in and out pretty quick, so we're going to run a two-minute on the first drive. 
and they still shred the living shit out of a first-team defense that at some points during last season was ranked top 10 in the NFL. Like I, it's it's, it's <laughs> What the hell, man? It's unbelievable. It's, seriously, it's crazy. I can't believe it. I, I, it's just, it's, I, I saw that drive happen, and I was waiting if for If I'm Duke Johnson, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to have an opportunity to shine. I mean, I, I don't even care about the winning situation. I, I've made that very clear about— Whatever happened to putting work in with your team that you're on that, that drafted you and, and making it happen? He did. It, I mean, that, that was the thing. He it, did, no, and like, so the, he the, gave that opportunity. They gave him that opportunity. He did well. Um, did he do better than Chubb or like uh, what we propose that's going to happen with Kareem Hunt? No, that's not going to— I mean, Kareem Hunt, pro bowler— uh, you have Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson. I mean, that's the best you could say about it. And then you have Chubb, who showed he could, yeah, really be something with this team. So Duke Johnson kind of knew his position. That's the thing. Maybe he was upset. Maybe he thought that this was an opportunity when he went to Cleveland that I'm going to be something. So for him, honestly, I would have been like, send me to a team that needs a running back more than send me to a team that's going to win more because now he's he might not even be starting again. He might not even be a second option. But who's in a who's Houston released Deontay Foreman, which was which is interesting. Uh, they 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 have like Lamar Miller or someone like that or someone. I believe so. If I was so, still, probably split time in the backfield with somebody. He's going to get some snaps. I know that for sure. He's going to play. But like the the point of of this whole thing is competition, right? You want to don't you want to prove the Browns wrong when they signed Kareem Hunt when when they got him in? Don't you want to be like hey? You know what? They brought this guy in. They have all intentions week nine to play this dude a lot. I want to show them that, listen, it's a bad idea because I'm better than this guy. I want to prove that I'm better than this guy. Players don't want to do this anymore. They they want to, they see this happen. They see someone come in. They're like, oh, shit. Well, I want out. I don't yeah, want to compete. Yeah, it is Lamar Miller. Yeah, uh, it, second is Buddy Howell. Which won't matter. Buddy Howell. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson will climb up into the second spot. It's going to be. But, I mean, like, at least. But, I mean, like, they, they, people are they're, they're avoiding... Competing with teammates to make, it'll make everybody better. He can't compete with those two, and I'll, I'll, I mean, let's. He's being a realist. We're being realist. I hate that. You can't. Shit. You may, okay. Listen, I. This isn't a. This isn't Rudy. This isn't a fucking movie. Well, come on. Uh, it's not going to happen. Duke Johnson's not going to be the next Cream Hunt. Nick Chubb might end up hitting the fucking sophomore slump that might happen, like we speak about. But like I, you speak about. I don't doubt it is a real thing. We yeah. all know it's a real thing. Yeah, it just it? happens. Yeah. I mean, ask ask about our next uh, come up, Jason Tatum. He'll tell you the same thing. Or Lori Markinen. It's, it's different sports. Same thing. It's you hit a slump because you 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 get into the motions. But for me, I think that Duke Johnson needed an opportunity somewhere else because you're not going to get it here. Unfortunately, he wasn't. I mean, if Cream Hunt comes back, mind completely changed. Nick Chubb might not even have an option. Well, now look at Antonio Callaway's situation. Um, he could be on the outs. We don't know yet. Why doesn't Duke Johnson see that opportunity? And be like, you know what? I want to get on special teams. I don't know if he saw that opportunity right away. I they mean, all these, know. Like the, these, I mean, these guys know each other outside. Like, and especially Callaway and Johnson, they're they're two. I don't guys know if you've ever are, heard stories behind how they do these drug tests. They are completely random. But the thing is, is like they give you times of when they're going to announce these drug tests. It's either midseason. Uh, a couple weeks right before preseason, which is probably what happened to Antonio Callaway. Um, and then they do some in the offseason. Like, so players get notified when they're going to happen. So there's a, a lot of players in the NFL, regardless of who wants to come forth and deny anything that they're going to say, if they ever listen to AK Switch Podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Still Google working Podcast. on Trubisky, by the way. I want to get so Trubisky on at some point. If, if we talk about it, they, they, most of them do partake in like things that they're not supposed to. Um, and they know when to get clean. You know what I'm saying? All it takes is a couple of niacin drops for my other pot smokers to pass a drug test. Um, 
Back in the day, I knew a couple just, people that did we're that. We're just giving you legal advice here on the they're, show. They're, they're legal. It's legal advice. I mean, it's just the way. Nice, nice and drop just like cleans out your system. It's a, it's a, actually a vitamin. You shit your brains out and then you're clean. Nice and nice and can also like make you. You can OD from taking just, too uh, much. Just nice chug contact I had a friend. I had a friend that drank. <laughs> I had a friend that I took not drank, but he took too much uh, nice and almost OD'd from a nice and drops, which was funny because almost ODing from vitamins is a, uh, is a cool way to go there, chief. Um, but Flip yeah, zones? <laughs> they talk about all the time. There's videos on it on YouTube. You can look it up. Uh, NFL players talking about smoking weed. They'll tell you it. Um, you know when that's going to come. You, you know that it's going to change. And the thing that sucks is like, I get it. Like you're like, well, they're legalizing it. Why can't we do it? I mean, again, we go over the same fucking situation. I don't want to beat it like a dead horse. If someone gave me a million dollars right now and told me I could play in the NFL, all I had to do is not smoke weed. I would never smoke weed ever in my life in a hypothetical. It's just like. My my point to this is, you know, like these guys know each other off the field. Like a lot of these yeah. guys have, and they're in the same offense. That, they're aware of when people get popped. So, so they're Duke, like, oh shit, know. I just saw Duke's Antonio Callaway light up that blunt last yeah. week, and like now he, he just got dinged, dude. So in his thought process, he should maybe be like, he you doesn't know what? want to go to running back. Maybe he doesn't want to make that transition to slot. We're, we got to think about what he wants for himself. I mean, Duke Johnson was on on special teams as it was. Antonio Callaway filled one of those positions, but there's two available. Well, three technically. Two in the back for kickoff return, one for punt. So he had an opportunity. He could have. Man, I, listen. But Duke Johnson doesn't want to be a special teams player. Do I think he's a solid running back? If you go down the list of starting running backs right now in this league, Duke Johnson I guarantee has a spot in one of those 32. Well, yeah, because there's, there's some teams that just like, well, okay. Really are like, shit in the bed, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, that, I mean look at it from my perspective. He, if Phillip Lindsay didn't turn it around in Denver, Duke Johnson would be more than welcome in, in, in for the Broncos. I applaud Duke for, for getting to a situation where he's going to play. He's going to get some time. Right. You jumped off the wrong train. Yeah, I mean, that's, this all, is, that's all I'm saying, man. This, this is this, this team is, is one of the better scenarios you can be in. Like Houston, this, this team, man. Houston's a good team. Houston's gonna. It's gonna be tough with the Colts in the division, but they're they're a good team. Yeah, not, the Titans. And Titans are okay. They're like that team where like, oh, if they reach their potential, they could be a ten win team. But are they? Like you know, like this we is don't know. <laughs> the Houston and Houston and Indiana or Indianapolis could both be two ten plus win teams this season. So it's it's gonna be tough. You're going to have, a, just like, you know, Cleveland's got to deal with Pittsburgh, and I'm sure Baltimore's going to be hanging around playing well, and who 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 the hell knows what they're doing in Cincinnati. They play football in Cincinnati, right, I think? I don't, I don't know what they're, they're doing something down there. I don't know. I mean, that's the only like, thing they have down there, right? <laughs> no, they have Cincinnati FC. Oh, wait, they have the Reds. I forgot the Reds are not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they're not terrible. Well, I mean, no one's terrible. They got rid of but... Yasiel Puig, though, to got Trevor, Bra- <laughs> Trevor Bauer, and now he's going to whip some balls into the stands over there now. Souvenir? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watched that video, by the way. He was very apologetic to uh, Tito when he Tito didn't have, did Tito that. wasn't having Tito that was shit. Like, get your like, ass in the no, if, you get, if you can read lips in the video, he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, he's like, go sit your ass down. So he, he moved to the side. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bauer like, watching like, what? The, He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. He went <laughs> in the tunnel down to the locker room. He knew he's like, God oh, damn it. I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna gone. Yeah, this is me. I'm Bye. Gonna I'm going to get traded. now. This sucks. Uh as, I mean, before before we wrap up this segment, uh, we might as well just tie it in because uh, why not? Give me give me some takeaways from week one of the preseason if you can. I mean, the games, are, the scores. Let's actually let's talk about the good the feel good moment of the week with uh, Sheehy uh, Gillespie Giuseppe, 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 yeah. dude. I mean that kick return was Fucking beautiful. Fucking Mac Wilson. Uh, the, this... That's crazy that he got. You know what I mean? He got man. Talk about living on a prayer. Whoa. <laughs> 
Copyright, don't forget. We yeah, can't, it's we as can't far as I can far. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, my Colts got their ass beat. Denver got their ass beat. So, I mean. I don't take too much stock in the scores. I take a stock in how teams play against the first teams, how backups play it against some of the. Uh, I mean, some of the bigger games that we should have been paying attention to, too, is like how well Green Bay played for what we thought was going to happen with them playing against Houston in the 28 26 game. That was a pretty big deal. Um, Arizona winning against the Chargers. I didn't expect it. Again, don't take too much away from preseason because you can go. Play. I mean, I look what happened with no yeah. Detroit Lions. They went four and zero in preseason, then went zero and sixteen. So I mean, that's a possibility. And then the Browns went three and one or something. Right, that exactly. Yeah, so um, they went zero and sixteen. Miami so. looked pretty good against Atlanta. That was a pretty solid game. Um, Tennessee looked really good <laughs> against Philadelphia, but again, Carson Wentz wasn't going to be out there since he's glass bones Jones at the current moment. Hmm. Um, Baltimore looked phenomenal. 29-0 against Jacksonville. Um, what didn't surprise me, but might surprise some Detroit fans who had some high hopes, and I did for them as well, uh, 31-3 against the Patriots. I don't know if the Patriots are just that good or <laughs> Detroit's just that bad. Um, I liked what I saw from Daniel Jones. No matter how much we shit, we shit on him, that was a really good drive. He looked poised in the pocket. He looked professional. That's the best word that I used. I said, you know what? God damn it, that was a really good throw. And he got down the field, and he kept po- he kept his composure. Um, he looked like an old-school pocket quarterback. He really did look like one of the Mannings. I mean, that was the deal. I mean, the, I don't you, know if they're did, breeding him down there. Did you, did you see that side-by-side of him and Eli where Eli was Dude, holding the clipboard and he was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they're almost like, I mean, not even just that, but like if you look at Eli Manning and Daniel Jones, they almost look similar. I told playing. you, though. I mean, like, he's the fourth Manning brother. Seriously. Uh, like, he's was, a little, little guy. Who I was really surprised by, and someone that I hold near and dear to my heart is Drew Stanton. I thought Drew Stanton looked okay. Uh, pretty happy with that. The Browns in general looked phenomenal. Like, he... There's there's two guys you mentioned uh, Sheehy Giuseppe and then there's another guy too that I want to shout out because he deserves it and he's having from a linebacker perspective probably the best off season whatever you want to training camp whatever. oh shout out to uh, an, a local kid too real quick Sprinkles got signed by the Browns he, he's Sprinkle? from yeah he's he from Elyria you got cut yeah uh, well shout out for your your <laughs> shining moment then you got cut but it's yeah. okay you they, know what? they signed someone else and cut him I got that notification yesterday you know who I haven't checked but... up on in a while. Is uh meter? Yeah, Can I don't we, know where he's at. I think he's in Detroit. To, we didn't go to school with, but uh, check. but no, seriously, I want to hear your shout. Uh, out. Mac Wilson is having honestly the the best training camp preseason I've seen from a defensive player. I talked about how good Miles Garrett has been, and Miles Garrett is going to be a monster this year. They got to hold this guy to keep him down because he's just he's getting the bag of you whenever he wants. But like. Mac Wilson picked off two passes in the game. Uh, Jamie Meter right now. Oh, he's got one of the best nicknames I've ever heard in my life either. I just looked this up. Uh, he's currently with uh, Seattle. Oh. Just to make sure I clear some oh, things good. up. Pierogi Prince of Parma. Pierogi Prince of Parma, yeah. yeah we're that. not laughing at that because like, we're from Parma. I, I smiled. Like, it was a good yeah. name. Uh, but we, like, we're from Parma, and I was like, mm, seriously, I don't though, know how I feel about the name. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a full shout out. Yeah, Mac Wilson's having a phenomenal – he's going to be – one of those guys where when Kirksey starts going downhill or whatever the case may be, this this is the guy that's going to lead your team. You talk about someone. I compared him to Darius Leonard in a, for the Colts. Just does everything. He can hit everybody. Great ball hawking skills too. He'll get you you know three four interceptions a year. This this guy's going to be special. I also do want to touch on uh, a one game that really did stick out to me that I did leave hanging off for a second. Um, I really liked. The game between the 49ers and the Cowboys. I thought that was a really good game. Mike um, Weber, Ohio State kid. Right. I think first that, team reps. 
I think that there is a possibility that off-rip, the 49ers might be a decent team this year more than we think. I think that might be uh, the biggest. Be they, I think they might have the biggest turnaround this season, hands down. Well, if their quarterback can stay healthy, it'd be wonderful. He's 8-2 and two in starts, so if he can just you know, right, get out exactly. there, that'd be... That'd be <laughs> but yeah, t- Come take on, ways, grab a polo, stay pretty, healthy. It's, what, Jimmy Gyarados? Didn't we call him? Gar- hey, no. Garapados? Yeah. <laughs> Galapagos Islands. I mean, it's preseason week one. I don't take anything away from that. When you want to talk about like preseason week three, then we can start talking. That's well, when, when you, you see like season halves. Yeah, you're like, no, you're, yeah. you're playing for pink slips out there. You're like, <laughs> am I going to be on this team next week? <laughs> like, that's where we're at. Because like, we always after himself now. I remember, and Anthony was there, so he can attest to this. So we were sitting. We went to the. I took my dad and I took Anthony with uh, with me to a preseason game a couple years ago. Is when Isaiah Crowell. Uh, played his last. It was week four. It was his last chance, and they they were talking about his jobs on the line. And I remember watching him run the ball, and I told my dad, I said, I guarantee he's going to be the starter for the Browns. <laughs> my dad said, No, he's not. He's not going to be the starter for the Browns. And I was like, Dude, he's his cuts. Were those his the Peyton Hillis years? <laughs> uh, no, I think that Crowell was. I don't remember who was the starting at the time. It was someone we just brought back that had been on our team in the past. Deion Lewis was here. But that was when we let him go. It wasn't Jamal Lewis because I was way back. No. Uh, Regardless, who no. gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> well, I got the job and then ended up mooning the Browns after that anyway, so that was funny. Uh, pulled a Randy Moss, told him to fuck off. Good for him, man. <laughs> All right, well, we just actually knocked out a couple uh, couple good topics there, so that was yeah. fun. Uh, got a lot of football done with. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to move. We're going to do the LOL moment of the week here when we come back from break. Uh <laughs> Andrew sent me this story and I thought it was hilarious so uh, we're going to talk about that I'm going to berate Kirk Cousins some more and then we're going to get into more topics basketball related and of course one thing bothering me here on the AK Swish podcast of course brought to you by Spotify and Andrew what else who else we brought to you by we got to write these down so I remember their names Google Podcast Apple Podcast Tin Can Podcast Podbean uh, Breaker Stitcher Radio Public <coughs> Apple I said Apple, Apple Podcast. Was, don't forget the fruit. Don't get me wrong. That's like the first one that I shout out. Um, they're definitely getting us a better platform. So, yeah, past that, I mean, anywhere that you can basically find a podcast is probably where you can find us at this point, which is uh, a humbling moment for us, and we appreciate everyone tuning in, and we're trying to hit that 1,000 listener mark, so please share as much as you can so we can bring you more content. We're looking into merchandising here soon. You can also follow us at AK Swish Podcast on Facebook, AK Swish Pod on Twitter. You can follow mine at Drew underscore UNC Fan Drew. And the camera is probably going to come next week. Me and Kyle will talk about what we can do to set that up, which is going to be at UNC Fan Drew on Twitter or Twitch. I'm sorry. But, yeah, we'll see what's going on past that. Yeah. With that, we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the LOL moment of the week. We'll talk, like I said before, some basketball, a couple different uh, topics we want to dive in with that and uh one thing bothering me so stay with us here on the ak switch podcast back after this Listening to the AK Swish podcast on the Anchor app and wherever you listen to podcasts. What up, Chief? <laughs> I was waiting for Andrew to say something. Welcome back, everybody. AK Swish podcast. 
Anchor app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us, AK Swish Podcast. Moving on to the LOL moment of the week. Andrew, um, would you like to uh, inform the people? Yeah, we can go over it. Uh, this is a story from CBS Sports Radio, so I don't get sued. Um, read the headline. It is... Read, read the headline. I don't even know it. if I like had the headline. Read the headline. Kirk Cousins seems to be very concerned about rookie Viking center's butt sweat. LOL moment of the week. Let's 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 talk about this. All right, so all right, this this pussy footing quarterback up in the Upper Minnesota area decides that he wants to bitch about it. Make sure we cover who it is. It's Garrett Bradbury or Burry. We're gonna call it from North gonna, Carolina we're, State. We're gonna call it a first round center draft pick who won the Remington Award last year. We're gonna call it him and say that he has a sweaty ass. What the scouting right? report may not be noted, however, is how much the young man sweats from his caboose, which is something that I re- and I was like, whoa. All right. Can, can Kirk Cousins put him on a pair of gloves and quit being a bitch? Like, I, like, I don't know what his, what his problem is. Why don't you focus on winning some games there, Kirky? Okay? What, like, what, you, hey, they won against you, uh, your Saints. Whoop the, whoop the hell. Pre-season, as Freddie Kitchens would say, whoop the hell. I don't care about that. Like, it's, again, it's preseason. I don't take too much time. He said if, it can, if the butt sweat continues, they might have to run pistol and shotgun all season. You know what he has? Another P word, a pussy. That's what, what Kirk if, Cousins uh, is. What if the ball, like the spin trajectory <laughs> off of that snap back, just like splashes? What if you, booty you, get, sweat you catch the ball? Where if it lands in your mouth? salty. He's talking about, oh, I guess we play in the dome and we get more breaks, it'll be better. But right now, shut the fuck up, Kirk. Like, you're dealing with a 300 pound gigantic dude. Like, young of course man. he's going to sweat. He's a young man. He is a sweaty young man. Like, I know that myself and Andrew have dealt with our fair share of swamp ass from time to time, and I can tell you that it's going to happen, right? Yeah, I and mean, and we, I mean for you're, sure, you're, all you're, the time. You're closer to his weight than I am, but like, yeah, you, you big guys, man, they're going to fucking sweat. He's your he's your captain of the offensive line. Of course, he's going to, you know, leave your hands a little wet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's about what what's going on, man. You got to leave your mark somehow, you know. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. Listen, man, I was I was a center. Like I said, I was I was backup center in seventh grade. I didn't play that. I was like, I'm not for this. This is not the position for me. Anybody like we? I remember being in the middle of like seventh grade football, and we were like seeing who could be center. It was like me, but it was me and three other kids. Literally passed up an opportunity, probably the starting center, all because of the uh, goose. I don't know if you guys know what goosing is, uh, but it's silent snap count where they hit you in your taint. Well, I've always had a particular thing about my body that I have very large testicles. And so, like, it wasn't just goosing my butt. They'd slap me in the ball sack every single time. And I felt sexually assaulted in football. So I'm like, this is not the position for me. There's a story for you. Hot take. <coughs> Hot, sweaty take right there. <laughs> yeah, that was that's not the position for me. Uh, I mean, you already know my story. Anytime you try out for quarterback and end up as a backup center, you probably should just not play football. Yeah, anymore. I'm not playing so, anymore. Yeah, that was that was pretty much uh, the end for me. But uh, no, I, come on, like that's in all seriousness, you're you're a professional athlete. You're the quarterback. You're the leader of the team. I mean, I guess guys from Michigan State aren't exactly leaders, but I mean, like you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like like come on, Andrew liked that one, but like like seriously, just 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 be a man. Give him a tap, you know. Do what you got to do. If he's got to, you know, put some padding in Bring there. Bring some cornstarch, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever the baby powder. Put some baby powder in there. Dry it up real quick. You know? Come on. Whatever's going to work. I mean, I don't know. I think that's funny. That was a good story. <laughs> Stupid. When you said that to me, I, I almost died. 
Another reason for me to hate Kirk Cousins. He's a bitch. <laughs> My dear Lord. Don't hate on Kirk Cousins. I don't hate on Kirk Cousins. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. But we're gonna we're gonna move on here. Um He Andrew sent me a couple good topics this week that I want to talk about. And we're gonna dive into the first one here. Excuse me. Jesus. All right, I got some I got some full That sounded on. gross. Yeah, right? It's all in there. Uh there's a, I guess a current topic going around about which third year player in the NBA we're going to switch to the uh, the National Basketball Association now uh, and talk about these four guys: Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Laurie Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell. Dear God, I got dude. Oh, talk about it for a second. Oh, oh boy, yeah, this was one that I sent. It said which third year player. Is going to have the biggest impact and best season, which was between Laurie Markkinen from the Chicago Bulls, Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz, De'Aaron Fox from the Sacramento Kings, and Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. Now, I sent this article to Kyle because I don't believe he is going to adhere to what I have to say, nor do I think he's going to be expecting what I have to say. So we might have the same take. We may not. He's going to be surprised by my answer. But I'm going to let him go because I had more time to think about this because before I sent it to him, I was like, I already know what I'm going to go with. So I'm going to do mine in a top four order. And I'm going to explain why for each each okay, guy. I can do that too. I can do that. Okay. That's fine. We can, so I'll let to... you go first okay, with yeah. your top four. Let me let me give you guys some, uh, some background of these four guys so far. Um, I'm going to give you their first and second year kind of how they increased, what they looked like moving forward. So... Mind you, some of these are what teammates they played for, mainly Jason Tatum, so I don't take too much stock in some of the things he went through. But we'll start with Donovan Mitchell. Um, points per game in year one to year two increased by about a little over three. Two percentage up uh, points up. His regular field goal percentage was about the same. Three-point percentage went up about two. Um, <clears throat> he improved in every category besides steals. It was bit of school. It was like a .1 steal per game drop. It wasn't that big of a deal. So around one and a half steals a game for Donovan Mitchell. He's obviously poised to be perennial all-star. He's been in the spot in Utah. He's got a hell of a team now around him, too. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. He's got Conley running the show at point guard. I mean, that that team is uh, Bo Mama, Bo, Boyan Bodnanovich is his name, right? Boyan, yeah. Boyan. Boron. All right, Boron. You're Eastern uh, European. I'm not even, so this is... Well, I forget. what There's a bunch of Bobons and Bobin. I don't know. There's, there is. There's, there's you are lot, correct. There's a lot of people in the league. I don't even know. <laughs> uh... Laurie Markin is the next guy I'm going to go through. Uh, up three and a half points per game last season, but only he played 16 games less. Got injured a little bit more. Uh, staying healthy is going to be big for him. Uh, other than that, most of his stats say the same. Rebounds went up a little bit. He's, I guess his average is like around 16 and 8 so far. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty solid numbers. Um, Chicago, obviously, a place too where your stats could improve a little bit because the team's not going to be, you know, the top four team in the East. So you have a chance to, you know, flex your muscles a little bit. Well, he's skinny, but, you know, get out there and play more. Uh, stay healthy is the biggest thing. Uh, Jason Tatum next up. Uh, his points actually went up despite his field goal percentage and his three-point percentage going down. I credit that to uh, Kyrie Irving kind of taking more of the reins in that. Tatum kind of playing more of a role he wasn't used to off the ball a little bit too much. Uh, he has the ability to dribble and pass too, so you expect him to be more on the ball this season, especially with Kemba being good off the ball as well, being able to shoot. Catch and shoot was really big for Kemba last year. Uh, so Tatum should improve in that aspect. His rebounds were up one. Uh, per game, as uh, of course more bricks from Kyrie means more rebounds for everybody else. So you're gonna you're gonna get more of those opportunities. Um, the biggest jump, statistically wise, for all these guys was the Aaron Fox from year one to two. 
I think there's no doubt that he was the most improved player from that that rookie class. <laughs> Jesus, dude, I got it so bad right now. Uh, Allergies. It's just because it's it's. I've been eating like shit too. I gotta get back in there and drinking more water. But uh, I've not. I'm down 11 pounds good. after you made that comment of uh, uh, being sad that I can't be the starting point guard on our team. I've taken the initiative to uh, try to get back down into size. So this Andrew is weighs 422 pounds now. He's down from 433 from last week. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. All right. So. Uh, Deer and Fox actually increased about around six points per game, a little less last season. Uh, uh, over one more rebound per game, three more assists per game. That's big. That's another six points at least that you're bringing to your team. His biggest jump, though, was uh, in his shooting percentages. Uh, 30% is rookie year from three, 37% in his second season. If this guy can shoot the ball, he's John Wall-esque. He's got that ability to get 20 and 10 for you probably uh, if it keeps trending forward. So you want to rank them one through four, right? Yeah. So this is what I'll do. I'm going to put, based on the fact that he can't stay healthy, I'm putting Laurie at four. Okay. Mind you, also they're bringing in Kobe White. He's going to score a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that that team just kind of seems like it's going to be more of Kobe White's team. He's going to build on that. Zach Levine's still there. He's going to get 20 a game. It's 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 what I'm suggesting there. Number three, I am going to say this is tough because that's what it gets kind of hard for me. Oh, mine wasn't hard at all. <sighs> it's... it's it was super simple. I could see why people would think Donovan Mitchell's going to go down because they're adding Conley, but I think it takes a little more pressure off and lets him be more of himself, which is a natural board yeah, score. Ex- yeah. So I'm actually going to put Deer and Fox here at three. Uh, just because... Oh, our takes are different now. Very different. Fox is going to... I feel like statistically he's going to be around the same, maybe a little bit better, but the team is just... I look at the best season as being able to lift your team to another level, and I think Fox needs... Another piece or two to get Sacramento into the playoff picture. And that West is, is jam-packed, man. It's going to be hard to, to really, even if he has another you know, great season like he did last year where he kind of showed out. And I think he will be around 18-8 again, something like that. But uh, number two, I'm going to put Donovan Mitchell. Um, he's going to get 25 a game probably this year. He's been increasing slowly here, 20 his first year, 23 last year. I mean, he's going to be... In that conversation, 24, 25 points per game. He's going to statistically, and he's, he might have the best overall team. Boston and Utah are kind of, you know, as far as 50, 55 win teams, probably next year at the least. It'd be a very boring NBA Finals. It'd be fun for me. I'm, I mean, it's I'm different. Fine for it's it. fuck. It's, it's Toronto won. It's different. I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't care. Uh, so that means number one is Tatum. I think that he's going to probably, this could be the year where he jumps up and gets in the 20 point per game area. I think they could. this could be his chance to really show. With Horford gone too, that hey, you know what? <laughs> They're gonna be running a lot of the offense through you. Like it's gonna be Kemba and it's gonna be Tatum. I think that Jalen Brown's gonna step up too this year as well. But it, it's gonna be a lot of Tatum and a lot of Walker. And I think that if Jason can show up and, and get twenty plus points per game, his team will be in the best spot out of these four to be a contender and, and to possibly come out of the East or West or whatever you want to call it, whatever division or conference you're in. I think he has the best chance to have the best season, and I think he will. Interesting. I went completely opposite of what you probably thought I was going to go. Um, I'm going to give you mine broke down. Lori Markinen's my four. Yeah, I think we both um, had him at four, yeah. The healthy part of it's important, but at 16.7, 8.2, and 1.3 points, or not points, uh, assists per game, the dude's doing it. I mean, 16.7 points is nothing to frown against. Uh, 18 or 8.2 rebounds is pretty good. Last season, he did have a plus one in rebounding and plus two in points. Yep. So he's looking at being a 20 and 10 guy next year. Is 
might happen. If he stays healthy. Yes. I mean, stats don't change if you still go 20-10 and 10 and only play 50 games. Remember that he still had a good season. Um, next for me at number three is Jason Tatum. Worst ISO player in the NBA. That is a statistic that is going to stick with him until he figures out how to do it. Is Kobe hurting him by training with him? Because he's not Kobe, unfortunately. Kobe's got a different mindset. His accuracy on some of the turnarounds he does is a little bit better. Jason Tatum needs some time to develop as who he's going to be. Right now, people are saying that Jason Tatum is, like I think someone said, like a... They're, they're like quoting him to another player like Harrison Barnes or someone like that, which I don't wow, believe. I rude. think Jason Tatum is going to be a better shooter, of course. <clears throat> um, Jason Tatum, to me, this year has to prove that last year wasn't his fault in some regard. Because if Kemba has a, another good season like Kyrie had and they still don't do as well as they need to do, then that's where Boston now looks at and says, maybe it was Jason's fault, not Kyrie's. And that's something that I paid attention to. I give a lot of slack to Kyrie, and I know you know that, but the thing was is that Kyrie statistically had one of his best seasons in no, the he NBA. Had, he had the best season he ever had last year. Like that, statistically-wise, well, points, stats, assists, yes, wise, yes. Again, going over everything, I feel like he's had better seasons. But oh, yeah, this, well, I mean, we this know. statistically yeah. was his best season, but he's yeah. had this is one of his better seasons. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum barely went up, but he had more touches, a lot more touches, a lower field goal percentage. So really, it's what we're going to be looking at to see what is he going to do this next year. Sophomore slump's a thing, so I'll give him that break. I think that morale-wise, too, it can affect the, it can affect the individual players. It can affect the team. With Kyrie team, brings more spotlight than Kemba does as well. He brought everybody down with his, I want to be a leader crap, and, I, and then he could really take over the locker room. He, right. he pissed off the young guys, and they played shitty for it. Jalen Brown had a rough year. Right. He had a good he had a good first half, and then the second half, he kind of just faded out. I mean, Next for me at number two is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell at 22 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 3.9 assists. Last season he had 23 points, I think four assists. Um, wow. I mean, this guy's really doing it, man. I mean, it's not – his rookie season, of course, was phenomenal, and this last season was stale, to say the least. I mean, it was about what you expected. But, again, if you look at analytics from my perspective, what I saw was a lot of – double teams going his way. They knew they had to force him because he was that offense. Who are you going to turn to? Joe Ingles? Those are your two Those are your two options on the team. And not I'll anymore. tell you, Joe Ingles <laughs> is not going to be the guy that's going to go out there and, and outrun the defenders and do what they need to do on fast-break scenarios. They know, who am I going to cover? Donovan Mitchell. That's not even a question. You could take the worst NBA players. You could take a Darko Milicic and you know what to do out there. So, I mean, will Conley help is the next question. I think yes, 112%. I think actually Conley on this team makes them a first or second seed in the Western Conference next season. That's, that's fair. With, with Gobert down Third, there maybe, because the if the Lakers fill it out and do what they need to do. Well, they have. They, their roster's full. No, I mean, feel it out. Oh, feel not it fe- out. Fill it out. Feel yeah. it out. Right. Um, if they if they get what they need to do, Ed Carmelo would be fantastic. I mean, no matter what people are saying, I think to Carmelo Utah? and that, no, to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, that, that would make them, I think, even better, and a lot of people don't believe so. Some I people do. are saying the Clippers. Um, Clippers, too. again. That's a that's a phenomenal team. So the first or second seed for them. So I mean, you're looking at a top three in your conference. So, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is the real deal. He is a perennial superstar. He is a superstar in my mind. But number one for me is De'Aaron Fox. I think that De'Aaron Fox is going to be the next big point guard in the NBA here soon. He is athletic. He is fast. He shows that he can lead a team. He came into clutch for a lot of situations for them. The deal was is that he was up plus two in assist and plus three in points as of his career average as last season. So now 
I understand that we're looking at from last season to his rookie season. What's that? But if you, that's what I'm saying. You start looking at it from a career standpoint. Well, as two years, you put them together. That's a big jump, man. Three points plus two assists. I mean, that means if he does three more points. No, he, game. he jumped. He jumped six points right. from his from his career average because he was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if he does it again, yeah. he's going to be over 20 well, points well, per fuck game. Yeah, if he, if and he he's going to have over 10 assists a game. <laughs> that's that's asking a lot, though. I mean, there's, there's one thing to go from 11 to 15. I don't doubt from... that he will. Though that's the thing. I think that he's going to be close to 10 assists this season, and I think he's going to be at least to 20 points. And I think that De'Aaron Fox <clears> may be a reserve this year in the All Star. That's fair. I mean, that's. But I would say that if Donovan Mitchell gets his scoring over twenty five a game, he and, and Utah wins some games, he may but be in the MVP sharing, conversation. Sharing the load between the talented team versus not having a talented team are two different things. Right now, De'Aaron Fox can do what he wants, and again, it's when I talk about who's going to have a better season, it's about improvement and having that good season. What we hold standards to in stats. Um, it depends how you define a good season. Listen, too. yeah, I guess. Demarcus Cousins never got that Kings team to a playoffs. But I'll tell you right now, he's an all-star, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the yeah, deal. He had a De'Aaron good, he had a good individual scenario. season. For me, when I look at these players, too, I'm trying to take the full picture in that account as well. As like what, what De'Aaron Fox said, he's going to put up good numbers, and I think that the team will be kind of like how they were this past year where they were in the hunt for a while, and you know they'll hang around that, that bottom part of the 6 through 8. You know they'll, they'll try and find a way to get in there, but I mean, obviously it's going to be tough. Right. What Like I said, the main takeaway from all this, the one who has the most spotlight on him is going to be Jason Tatum. A, I mean, you're with Boston, so the spotlight's on you on a constant basis. But even if Donovan Mitchell has another stale season where it's exactly the same, adding Conley still makes you a contender in your division. Or in, in your, you're for sure in your division, in but general, in your conference. Yeah, in general, you're a contender. When you I'll tell you right now, Jason Tatum, on the other hand, it is dependent on him to have a decent season and turn around those worst ISO numbers, worst field goal percentage numbers, to be what he needs to be and what they want him to be. So it is it is the most focused on or focused on to be the best improved and have the best season from Jason Tatum. So I agree with you why he put yeah. him number one because like he has the most pressure on him. I think he can grind from that. But Fox, Fox can literally it's like it's like it's a game it's a game of RuneScape versus a game of Minecraft right now for my gamers out there. There's a lot of meticulous pieces that have to move in in Boston for him to do well and everything he needs to mesh. De'Aaron Fox is the leader of that team. He can literally do whatever he wants. He's in free play right now. He's just doing what he wants. I'm banking on Tatum taking this kind of pressure and turning it into diamonds like he did in his first year when they were a game away from being from the NBA Finals. Like, I'm talking about dunking on LeBron Tatum, not, you know, belittled by Kyrie last year Tatum. Like, it was... I think this this he was a leader. That's the thing. Like maybe maybe that's the gap. Maybe he, uh, it's affecting his play by not being a leader. Well, he some guys lead, some guys follow, and they can take orders. And I think Tatum's one of those guys where it's like you know, maybe I don't need to be the 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 head 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 guy, but I like I feel like I should be one of the guys. That I think Jason Tatum thinks that he needs to be the head guy. I'll be quite honest. He's got a hell of an opportunity because Kemba's not one of those guys. He's lead by example. He's very quiet. He's I think not, that Kemba's going to show with Boston that he is what everybody assumes is the most underrated guy in the NBA right now. And he's going to show that he is Al Horford. Al Horford in Atlanta versus Al Horford in Boston are two different people. Did they play the same? Yes. Numbers were almost the same. Actually scored more in Atlanta, but he was underrated in Atlanta. When you play in a shitty team, and you know this, when you play in a shitty team, people don't pay attention to you because you can score a bunch of points. That's what I'm getting at with the De'Aaron Fox thing. You don't have to score all the time. You don't have to fill up the stat sheet all the time. When you're with a good team, 
because as long as you're winning, you're considered good. It's the reason that we're talking about is Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer? No. He's not a Hall of Famer. Because he was on a good team and they won a championship? Doesn't mean anything. Yet. Yeah, he's got time. He's he's older. I mean, well, he's, he's still got a couple more years. We'll he, does, he does, but what I'm getting at here is that Jason Tatum has all the spotlight on him. He needs to do well. And Kemba Walker, after having his best season ever as a professional, is heading to one of the best teams in the East into a better predicament with better teammates. So, again, it's like taking it's like a Baker Mayfield conversation. It's like if you put Baker Mayfield like they're talking about, put him on the Pats. I mean, with the coaching situation, with everything, all that tenure, and, and just being able to be that good, I mean, it, you, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Now it's all, it's a completely different story. It's no longer on a shitty team. Again, I'm saying last year, not this year, because taking them this year away from the Cleveland Browns would be ridiculous. People would not take people <laughs> in this town would not take Tom Brady for for breaking in. Not at all. Not, I mean, not, I, I don't think anybody not in the would. Slightest. It was 41. <laughs> I mean, that's just not 42. Not, not what I want right now. What I'm getting at here is Jason Tatum. Really, the why I'm saying it's such a focus and why I'm beating this like a dead horse right now is just he's got to do it. I mean, he's got no choice. And if Kemba outshines him again and he he puts up bad field goal percentage numbers and becomes one of the worst ISO players in the NBA, that's it, man. I mean, that's literally it. That might be his career. Well, we'll see. I mean, he'll have a place because he's talented enough. But before we go to break, before we get to one thing bothering me, I am not going to do a full topic on this because we could talk about an entire episode about this list of the all-decade teams. People are hurt by this list, man. Um, so I'm going to read you off the names they have. Now, make sure that we speak about this, because a lot of people don't know what decade means. Decade means from 2010 to, to 2019, Yes, because people are hurt by this list. Yes. So you, would, you want to do uh, in order? Let's, let's, start, with, third, let's start with the third team. All right, so okay. the all dec- who who actually released this, because you shared the picture. Was it like Sports Center or who did I don't, this? I don't remember. I think this might have been like... Uh, like a focus group. Okay, so let's this this is the uh, the recommendations, if you will. For I don't even think it's a recommendation. I, I agree with this list. It's it's pretty pretty okay. Yeah, uh, there's so a couple guys that move around. All, all decade, all decade third team uh, from 2010 to 2019. Uh, we're starting with Lamarcus Aldridge, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Paul George. Yeah, people are hurt by that Kobe one, and I keep on trying to tell people. 2010 to 2019. This is not that 2000 diff- to 2002 yeah. Kobe. This yeah. is not. This <laughs> Listen, is, no, this wasn't even, not even just that. This isn't 2005 to 2008 Kobe. Like, this that's isn't a even, big this deal. This is even two more championships without Shaq Kobe. This is, no, this is just, this yeah. is the ass end of his career. Yes, huh. literally. Like, seriously. <sighs> the only one that I can agree that needs to be moved from this list I may rid- be. I get rid of Wade. I wouldn't have him in the third team. I'd have him outside the, the top three teams, honestly. I don't know because like I guarantee Dwayne, you can find somebody else. That sorry, can nost- nostalgia is hurting me to say to get rid of him, so but I can't if really. We're say talking it. about two thousand. If we're talking yes. stats, also, I don't know if I. I like, I'd have to look at his yeah, stats like from two thousand ten to two thousand nine, but I can I can kind of get at that. But I think Giannis. People are pissed about Giannis. He, he just got here. Okay, I don't like, think Giannis should be on the list. Next 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 yeah, decade, yeah, yeah, he will be in yeah, the top three. Now just because you want to MVP at the end of the decade yeah. doesn't mean you make the list. Yeah. I mean, sorry to tell you, it's a good close to a decade. Because in two thousand ten, he wasn't even in the NBA. No. Same with one of the guys. Some of the guys on his next list, too. Let's talk about the All-Decade second team. They have Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Blake Griffin. 
Blake one kind of weirded me out. I'll agree he with that. He came in in 2010, 2011, so right at the beginning of the decade. So he's had a full decade now to kind of grow on and people. And he, he had his best like a best statistical season last year. He like he, he turned All it around. up. He's so he's been well, doing a lot yeah. better. He, did you see that video of him just lighting it up recently? His unlimited, mm-hmm. unlimited range right there he was doing there? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't disagree with this list at all. This side, maybe Carmelo can go to the three. <clears throat> if you're getting rid of Dwayne Wade, you move Carmelo into that third team spot. But then you have to find someone for second team. Because even Melo, I mean, we talk about the years in Denver. That was that was 2010. I mean, we're talking Knicks Melo. So now you're talking like Knicks Melo. Knicks Melo was good. I mean, the beginning, Knicks, yes. Yeah, Knicks Melo was lighting it up. Well, he was you know leading the league in scoring and you know doing all that stuff. Uh, now the the first team, which uh, I'm sure this first one's gonna hurt Andrew. Uh, Steph Curry. I'm not hurt by that. I mean, like I told you, is a player, yes. By position, no. Uh, Kevin Durant. Yep. Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. James Harden. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James. Yeah. I can't, I don't know, man. That's a hard one for me because, like, LeBron's hard. Stats, no, stats wise, I mean, I feel like. LeBron won a ball no, not him, not him. Decade, I, Again, say. I'm not saying for <laughs> LeBron. Again, maybe I said that the wrong time. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, I feel like, deserves to be in the first team. Stats, dog. We're not talking about championships right now. James Harden stats too. I mean, shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, who would you move though? From like, that's hard. Like, you can't move anybody off move, of that do you list. Move Kawhi off that. Put him on a second team. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. He's got he's got two championships do, in this do, decade. Do you move Durant because he's a snake? I don't know what he had. He slithers, slithers down the list. <laughs> uh, that's pretty. That's a bad I mean, joke. That's a good one. See, I think <laughs> I think Russ and and James Harden are interchangeable. I honestly almost say that. Offensively, Harden is just quiet. Yeah, quiet, quiet. James. I mean, I, I think you have to Russ. keep Kawhi in two championships with, but or no, but he has a yeah two championships, two different teams in the decade. I mean, uh, what three finals appearances? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's that's tough. I mean, I I think it's it's hard in Westbrook. You got to switch around if you if you're gonna if you're gonna move people around here. Oh wait. Oh, by the way, the Browns just signed tight end Rico Gathers. He's a former Baylor basketball player who appeared in 15 yeah. years for the Cowboys last year. Yeah. So they got him uh, on the tight end. Also, another another shout out for need. everybody, uh, Farrell Brown. I don't know if he got cut yet. No, I played against him in high school. Did you? Yeah, he went he to Oregon. A, he got a touchdown pass in the Brown and Orange scrimmage last week. He's an Oregon, right? Oregon kid. Uh, We're, I'm gonna look him up because Farrell Brown is if it's the kid that I remember. He's like six ten, like six eight, six nine, somewhere in there. Uh, no, six, seven, six eight. Yeah, yeah. he's huge. He's a big kid. He, he played for Brush. He caught a touchdown. Yeah, he played for Brush. It's cool. So yeah, I'm gonna look him up right now while we're speaking on this. But those those are teams again. We'll, we'll uh, we shared it on the Facebook page. Um, so you guys. Yeah, Farrell Brown went to Oregon. Yeah, I played against him in high school. He's six six. Not really. He's well, definitely taller well, than they. With cleats you. on, they'll be taller. Yeah, he's tall as fuck. Um, but uh, still, I mean, those <sighs> those are the lists. I mean, comment. We had the picture again posted on the Facebook page. Uh, just comment on it if you guys agree, disagree, whatever. Share with your friends. Let us know. Um, I think it's a fairly. For the most part, fairly accurate. There's a couple players here. Yeah, and they there, talked but... about it on ESPN, so this has to be from a reliable source. I don't know who we'll it's from, it. but I mean, yeah, we'll take it. As We're as... talking about it now. AK Switch Podcast. As long as it wasn't <laughs> Keller, Dick, we'll be fine. Uh, that's that's the only issue I have. If he came up with the list, but he didn't, so we're, we're good. Um, Cool. Let's uh, let's let's we're gonna take a break. When we come back, it's gonna be one thing bothering me. It is football related, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And then I'm we'll, hungry uh, and I'm thirsty. Yeah, you are always hungry and thirsty. Uh, no, not at all. I'm I three meals a day. Get it all back now. Uh, three meals a day, man. I haven't even eaten my breakfast. Handfuls of food, which is like weird. Like actually measuring out your food, and like I'm hungry all the time now. Like like I want to eat at the specific times that I set for myself, and like eating bigger meals is hard for me. Even like we went to Chinese, which is the worst meal that I've had in over the week, and I still ate like probably the least out of Anthony and Sam. I was that. That's I was not like, saying much because I was both like, eat a lot. Yeah, but I was like a lot, a lot less. You can ask Anthony. I ate very. He's a little. growing boy. He needs his food. Yeah, growing boy. <laughs>
Still growing. This way. <laughs> One thing bothering me when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. AK Swish Podcast, Anchor App, of course, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Here in Uncle Tony's basement. <laughs> it smells pretty good down here. Huh? <laughs> keeps it nice. I guess. You yeah. see his, you see his you minivan. Keep it uh, nice for the rape victims. He's got that. No, he's got that seventies. He's got that seventies groovies van. This isn't the rape Tony. This is like the Tony Uncle. Like when you're like, what stinks down here, Tony? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like incense. All right, so <laughs> he's got dragon. He's got a dragon tattoo. Oh, Uncle Tony, can I play their sword that you got over there? No, kid, you can't touch that. That's super a- shop, super <laughs> shop. You can't, you can't play with that. It's super shop. He's got a uh, pet iguana like my Uncle Donald did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so one thing bothering me. It's not the pet iguana in Uncle Tony's basement. It's actually the, uh, <laughs> it's the uh, the not so reliable uh, pet wide receiver out in Oakland who has been uh, a bit of an issue. Uh, for the team and the league. Antonio Brown has been um, an enigma, to say the least, in his very short tenure with the Oakland Raiders, uh, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you can bet money that... <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can, you can bet money that uh, he won't be there anytime soon. Uh, so basically, there's been reports now that Antonio Brown, besides the fact that he froze his foot... <laughs> Which is still just <laughs> how fucking stupid do you have to be? Like, <laughs> chill out, Jesus Christ! No, don't chill out. You done that already? <laughs> you got frostbite in a cryogenic chamber, trying to heal from not playing football. Basically, is what. <laughs> this is borderline Kirk Cousins butt sweat stupid man. This this is this is rough. And then to make matters worse. He says he's not going to play a down in the NFL anymore if he can't wear the same helmet he had that he wore in Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh, the team he quit on in Week 17 when they were in a playoff hunt. You know, Pittsburgh, the team that has a, a Hall of Fame quarterback that he decided to shun. What's in the helmet, Brown? What's in the helmet? I want to know. Like what? What? It's it's a banned helmet. Whatever happened to just following the fucking rules? You don't set the fucking rules, okay? I'm tired of this concept that seems to be kind of coming in our generation now. We're at, we're at the front of that. It's his back end. It's like his age. Can Anthony Andrews brothers in the studio with us? He's taking in this episode, if you will. Where people think they can just do whatever the fuck they want and make all these fucking rules out of nowhere. You are a player. In the National Football League, you have a players' association that fights for your rights. This is a agreed-upon situation where these certain helmets are banned because they are not safe to use. Because you could turn into full-on Junior Seau. You do not want that. All right, like you don't want to see that happen. Chill to you. out, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Don't talk about Junior Seau like that. What the fuck? Full on CTE, Chris Benoit murdering your family type shit that could happen if you if you fuck around Jesus with this kind of stuff. Christ. I'm going deep into this bitch. Jesus Christ. Deep. Like, come on. Quit being a little pansy ass and put on a helmet and play football. It's 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 one of the most annoying things I've seen. This pet. Oh, well. And they sent me a bunch of helmets, and, and they, they don't really fit right. And I said no to all. Dude, come on. Really? 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 A fucking helmet. A helmet that's probably safer for you to use right now. Well, the, the padding rubs my ear the wrong way. Quit being a bitch. Like, just just stop. It's it's the whole diva wide receiver thing got, got played out when Chad Johnson retired. Or Ocho Cinco, or whatever the fuck his legal name is now. Don't disrespect my boy. I'm not. I'm saying it's over. The T.O. and Chad Johnson days are over, all right? We have guys in this league now like DeAndre Hopkins, who takes this shit fucking seriously. A guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who has fun, but at the end of the day, wants to win so fucking bad, he'll fight somebody for it. And then we got Antonio Brown over here bitching about fucking cryogenic chambers and helmets. This is not what a top player at his position in the league does. You see fucking Aaron Donald bitching about his fucking mouthpiece? Oh, it's too wide. I'm a mouthpiece from college or I'm done fucking playing. No. Was Randy Johnson bitching about his cleats? Oh, these cleats are too tight. I gotta wear my cleats from Marshall or I'm not gonna fucking play. No. It's fucking stupid, man. It makes no sense. I'm more comfortable in this helmet. I play... Fine, you know what? Put the Pittsburgh helmet back on again because you're not going to fucking play anyway, right? That's what this is, isn't it? You're trying to keep out of the preseason because you're trying to Brett Favre it at 31 and it doesn't make any fucking sense. God forbid you practice with your new teammates and try and get some fucking routine with them or something, right? Besides Derek Carr, who might not be the quarterback there after this season if he has a bad year. Because John Gruden is the quarterback whisperer. No, I'll tell you something, bro. No, no he's going to draft one of the other fucking guys from Oregon or whoever the hell's coming out. With Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama. There's a bunch of guys. Trevor Lawrence at some point. Come on. It's stupid. It's a fucking helmet, dude. Be a big boy. Strap it on like the other 52 guys in the roster and get out there and fucking play some football. And try and win some games for your team. That's why they brought you there in the first place. Instead of freezing your foot, you dip nut. What do you have to take on that? I don't know. I just I, anything that pops up with him anymore, I can't take him serious because he's a blonde mustache. This, so. this, this is the problem. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like and but he, he did th- say he doesn't need football. So I mean, he, then he, fucking he, leave. That's what Go he said. away. He did say that. He said, "Go I, away." I don't need football. Do Go I want away. football? Yes, but I don't need football. They need me. Oh my god! What kind of self entitled, selfish son of a bitch do you have? I mean, be? Las Vegas. Oakland doesn't need him. I mean, it's too. It's. I mean, he he ain't lying, Chief. He ain't lying. They're gonna be bad, regardless. (laughs) I mean, that's the second best receiver in the NFL. I mean, I'm not saying that what he's doing is right, but I mean, whatever, dude. I don't. don't Any news that happens with Antonio Brown, I just don't even pay attention to anymore. I don't know what clicked in this dude's brain to think that he could act the way he can. Like I like oh, hanging out with DJ Khaled probably. Dear Lord. Buying a house in cash. Frozen foot, another one. He's an entrepreneur. That's what he Helmet said. Helmet don't fit, I'm another an entrepreneur. One. I don't need this. <laughs> I mean, all right, dog. Then don't need it. Go play somewhere else. Break the rules somewhere else. All I got to say right now is that the guys in Pittsburgh, Big Ben, 
Mike Tomlin. All those guys. Looking right. Look fucking smelling like roses right now, buddy. They are smelling like fucking roses because this guy is a fucking basket case. I mean, Ben does talk a lot of shit, but I mean, maybe the shit was right to be talked. What talk. competitor doesn't talk shit? We talk shit to each other. No, no, no. Like he was going on radio. I don't know if you ever heard the story between the beef. If I had access to a radio show, i talk shit about you when we play during basketball season. No, see, that's ridiculous. I, that would, would, I would never do that to I'm a gonna teammate. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to challenge that's, you. That's, that would, that's the dumbest. Honestly, that's the dumbest thing that he's ever done in his career. And This isn't a segment about Big Ben, but he's been known to do that, and that's why people don't want to play with him. I mean, that's clear. I don't see Juju coming out and saying anything bad about it. He's like 12 years old. So I don't give him, see, give Heinz, him two more I don't see Heinz Ward coming out and saying, oh, playing for Big Ben was the worst. He did, actually. Heinz Ward when? did come out and say that. When did he say playing for Big Ben was awful? Up, I will pull up the article. He actually went to, it was actually, it's actually a radio station he went on and said that he did go out of his way to talk shit about his teammates on this radio station, and he did it with Heinz Ward. And Heinz Ward said it was very unprofessional him doing. Well, I'll tell but you Heinz what. Ward is a different person, and he's got a little less, little, uh, little more uh, skin on him than uh, Antonio Brown does, and he's frail. So he's going to take that, and he's going to be upset about it, and that's why I went that way. So yeah, ben, Big Ben did talk a lot of shit that caused the second best wide receiver in the NFL to leave. But Antonio Brown is not looking like a big, big pansy, doing what he's doing. You're you're playing a game where you could die, every play, literally, a wrong hit, whatever, the wrong way you land, whatever, on your neck, you could you could you could die. You could fucking die. You could fucking die, and people are gonna say, "That's why I quit football in the eighth grade." By the way, well, when they showed me that video of the kid getting uh, what's it called, he got hit and he was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. People are people are gonna say. Couldn't play after that. So, oh, well, hi, I'm Timmy, and I played football, and now I can't walk. What? Hi, I'm Michael Grand, and I can't walk. Okay, I uh, know, but like, <laughs> dude, whoa, 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 <laughs> chill. You're interrupting me, asshole. I gotta say something to get back on track here. But like, no, like, people are gonna say it's about comfort, and he, he doesn't want. He wants to avoid injury by wearing it by wearing his old helmet. They put the new helmets in because the NFL's in a concussion lawsuit <laughs> because the helmets were not safe in the first place. This guy wants to wear the helmet that wasn't safe. Tackle football, no pads, no helmets. I want to see it. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say something. It took him an hour and ten minutes in the episode, but yep, it's called rugby. Andrew. We're not going to hear that he's good. It's going to be like... It's called rugby <laughs> in the background. Yeah, it was good. That was, that's a good take. It is, it is technically called rugby. Damn it, man! Just he just he just any ball that I have to drop on the ground before I kick it, I'm not taking that game serious. Besides dragging your own on the ground, <laughs> You're just living life, cause plug the socials. Let's get the fuck out of here. AK Swish podcast at Facebook. AK Swish pod at. <laughs> At hey, Twitter, hey, swish, swish. Drew underscore UNC fan Drew on Twitter, Twitter or yeah for my Twitter, my own Twitter, Twitter. Pot, um, my own personal one. Sorry, pen. I'm tired now. Give me the pen. Um, and then UNC fan Drew on Twitch. Follow us at all of your favorite podcast streaming services: Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, <laughs> Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Whatever else fucking Holy one Lord. that you listen to. Um It was me in the beginning, now it's you. Uh past that, please share our content. Please share the episodes with your friends and family. Let them know that we are uh the up and coming podcast that you want to be listening to so we can hit that thousand listener mark so we can get our merchandising out there. I want to see everybody in a Panther Woods crop top male t shirt. So those will be coming soon if I can get everyone in one. So What the fuck was that? We can't please. sell that. I can't this 
We can sell whatever. I can sell music. I get. We can sell whatever we want. AK Swish, Ashless Chaps. That's what we're into now these days. Dear Lord, what about Panther Woods Hitachi's wand? What about the the sponsors too? Let's. The restaurants we have there. Yeah, 105 and 107 on. South Front Street, Fremont, Ohio. You have Elroy's Italian Deli Market, where the motto there is, it's not a sandwich, you can't eat it with two hands. Also, we have Scarpetta's Fine Italian. <laughs> what the fuck? Follow us on Facebook <laughs> there. Party, Some of the much. best Italian food that you can get, regardless of location, Northwest Ohio, you don't really have a lot of those options. Come enjoy a fine cooked meal. Favorite meal there? Lobster ravioli, mushroom ravioli. Favorite meal at... Elroy's, even though I eat there every day and I can't eat any of it because Andrew's trying not to be a fat piece of shit. Um, Fresh Prince, really good Philly cheese skate, state sand sandwich. Uh, We also have the uh, chicken parm sandwich there. This is a lot. All natural deli meats. Come on down. 30 minutes from Sandusky. All it takes is 30 minutes from your Cedar Point trip to come get the best food that you'll have in the area. You done? Boom. Beautiful. All right. Now, of course, Spotify is what I want to thank them for sponsoring us. It's the one-stop shop for all your music, podcasts, whatever you do with your phone. Just use Spotify. Why not? Except for some things we won't get into too much. But, yeah, use it. Why not? All right, Andrew, you want to say uh, say one last thing to the people? I love you. That's really intense. Deuces. Bye-bye. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised.